you are the CEO of your business. So act like one, really embody that CEO mentality. You are the driving seat. You are listening to Hustle With Heart with your hosts, Dr. Andy and Dr. Jacinta. Are you a small business owner with big goals, but not into selling your soul, freedom, and joy in exchange for success? If yes, you're in the right place. Stick with us and we will teach you the exact strategies and tools we have used to successfully blend our work and family life with ease, all while growing an aligned seven-figure business and helping transform over 5,000 clients' lives. Welcome to our inner circle, where nothing is off limits. It is time to align your business and heart. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode 13 of the Hustle with Heart podcast, how delegation can grow your business and give you more freedom. In today's episode, we'll be covering how to manage your to-do list and free up your time without losing your business's special source, the key when it comes to focusing on your genius and moving your business forward, how to find the right fit for your business and how to delegate tasks to them effectively without the hassle and how to brief your team well so that you can be confident they will execute important tasks while you're working on your business and moving the needle forward. But before we get started, if you are loving this podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We do a happy dance every time we read your comments. I'm sure that a lot of you listening can relate and resonate with our story when uh, we mention in our first few years of business, wearing all the hats and doing all of the things, it's very easy to essentially burn out mentally, emotionally, and essentially that is a little bit what what happened to to us and that was around 2017 we had just expanded open space massively increased expenses and were operating out of in in the red essentially and so we needed to do something we knew that we needed to make some changes in order for open space to be sustainable, for it to grow and for us to um, not just survive, but thrive. So we hired a coach in an earlier episode, we, we go over that in a little bit more detail, but essentially one of the main things that we did was delegate. And so we figured out what our uh, tasks were as the um, CEOs of the, the company. And then we pretty much delegated everything else. And the result of that, in summary, lots of things happened. But essentially, within the space of around three years, we went from operating in the red to um, very high multiple six figures. And now currently we're at seven figures. And I need to clarify that when I say seven figures, this is gross revenue. So this is not seven figures profit. That is one of our goals. However, we are not there yet. So over those three years of growth, some of the lessons, the takeaways that we learned that you need to work 
on your business and not in it for the business to grow and um, for, for you to grow as well. You are the CEO of your business. So act like one, really embody um, that CEO mentality. You are the driving seat. And the 70% rule of delegation. So you do the 30% of the tasks in the business, the needle movers, the things that only you can do and the rest, the 70% left over, you delegate. You also need to invest to grow. So you have heard of the you know, two heads are better than one. In order for your business to actually up level and to move into the next phase, you need to invest money to make that growth happen. If you are doing everything in your business, then your business will stay small because literally you only have a limited capacity So the business will only grow to the capacity that you can hold, kind of like the hermit crab, right? It can only grow to the size of the shell that it is inhabiting. And when it grows too big, then it exits the shell and it moves to another shell. So that is a great analogy. It is a great analogy, Auntie. I agree. You are the analogy queen, that's for sure. And because we are talking about delegation today, really without delegation, you end up doing everything that you're yourself. You feel like that hamster on a wheel and essentially you might even build some resentment towards your business. And if we know you, we know that you love your business and you don't want to resent it. You want to thrive in it and enjoy it. Essentially, you lack freedom if you don't delegate and there's a lot of stress, you don't move forward. And like Andy said, your business does not grow. But when you are delegating well, you are proactive instead of reactive. So you're not always in that stress cycle. You're actually in more of that planning phase and visionary phase. You free up your time so you can focus on the things that move your business forward. And essentially, that means you actually make more income and more impact. And that's really what it is all about. So where to start? This is like when you're doing everything, when you're wearing all the hats in your business, it's like, I don't know what is my job. I don't know what to delegate. I don't know what to do. Okay. So we have a bit of a strategy around how to make this process really streamline. So what I would recommend if you, if you want to write some notes while you're listening or just clock this, if you're driving, what I would highly recommend is that you get a piece of pen and paper and you sit down with some uninterrupted time and you literally write down every single thing that you currently do in your business and that currently needs to get done in your business. So for example, admin, ordering stock, sending emails, writing blogs, um, visual merchandising, organizing staff leave, um, meetings, all of those little things so you can mind map it and then use that information to start fleshing out what to delegate. Once you have done that, it is now time to really sort through 
those tasks and prioritize them as to what you're going to do and what you're going to delegate or offset to someone else. What I would recommend you do is mark the number one next to all the items that you do daily or weekly that you don't enjoy doing or you're not very good at doing or that it takes you out of your genius time. So these are items that absolutely need to be delegated as top priority. The benefits that you have as the business owner is that Yes, there is times where potentially you'll need to do things in your business that you don't necessarily want to do. But if they are weekly tasks that are soul sucking and soul destroying and you they're like that frog that you have to eat, just delegate it. Like why spend that time uh, doing something you don't enjoy that is destroying your energy when instead you could be doing something else? So all of those marks with number one, make sure that you do delegate it. And we will show you how to do that soon. The second number, so putting a number two next to all of the items that you do daily or weekly that you're average and okay at. You may not necessarily love them. And these are the things that you may still do, or you may decide to delegate later. And number three, next to those tasks that you're good at, that you're not necessarily great at. So these are the things that you can do. Like, for example, one thing that comes to mind is like social media. We're quite good. At, we can create a post. We're quite good at putting social media posts together. We're not necessarily the best at it, but we're still quite good at it. And these are items that usually require some level of skill. So either you commit to doing them yourself or again, delegate them into something that is your own genius. And then that leads us to number four, mark down the things that are your bread and butter, your genius. So these are the things that only really you can do, and they will only be a very small handful of things. So these are the tasks that light you up, that you're great at, that move the needle of your business forward. And this is where you should spend most of your time. For example, some of the tasks that Andy and I now do are, you know, having meetings with joint ventures, um, creating amazing workshops, creating content, podcasting, creating different offerings for you and all the emails, all the graphic design, we've delegated that to somebody else. For example, for this podcast, literally our role is to record these podcasts and then we have a team of people that get it into your ears, that send out the email, that create the social media posts, um, that upload it onto the Apple and Spotify. Yeah, that edits the recording. We have a sound engineer as well. So yeah, you might you might be thinking, oh, that's that's really great for you guys. However, I do not have the budget to be able to spend on that team. And we hear you. Um, we definitely have been in that position and we understand what we are talking and speaking into today is delegate that first thing. So that thing that really zaps your energy and that is taking you away from actually generating revenue and growing your business. So it doesn't have to be everything, just start somewhere 
and I can guarantee that you will see the rewards and you will be surprised at the results of doing of doing this. So you don't have to delegate everything all at once and spend a fortune. Start somewhere. The next part of this process is to list down the people, your dream team that are going to make your delegation dream come true. Now, we have found that there's three, I guess, themes of people to invite into your business team that can really help. So the first category is a specialized skill set. So these are the people, usually they'll be your higher price ticketed items. Potentially, it's something that you do further on down the track when you're a little bit more established. For example, someone who can manage Google ads, who is maybe a videographer, an editor, someone who can do Facebook ads. These are highly skilled, specialized tasks that someone who is full-time in that role is worth delegating to. In the past, we have created our own Facebook ads. Um, We, you know, even had a little bit of a go of video editing, but it just took so much time. And we found that we weren't producing what we needed to produce because we didn't want to do it and it was hard. And so, yeah. And the results spoke for themselves. The results were pretty poor as well. Um, And really actually getting a very seasoned, amazing, skilled professional has exponentially um, grown our company, all all of the companies actually. So it's just it's just night and day. And so once you have that list of specialized people, the next chunk is potentially like a either in-house manager or a VA, so a virtual support. So these are people that it still requires some level of skill set. It is a bit chunkier. They might do things like email templates or scheduling content, creating email automations, copywriting, graphic design. They're essentially your go-to person. And then the third tier of this is like your helper or your casual staff member. This is the person that it's more like that bits and pieces role. They're really easy to train. It doesn't require much skill set at all. As long as they have some sort of tech savvy knowledge They understand your business and the culture of your business. They may be a student or a casual worker or even someone that just wants to learn from you in your business that would like to do some, yeah, work experience work can really help here. Yeah, like like an intern. So even going to universities and, um, yeah, putting some posts up to to see if um, there's any students that, yeah, that want to shadow you and learn, learn from you. So... Now you should know what tasks need delegation. You might be thinking, no one can do it like I can. And I'm not sure if I can trust someone else to do the work. Believe me, we have been there. And yes, someone else can do it. (laughs) And we'll show you a bit of a process as to how you can have some control over the process, but still delegate it. Yeah, without being a Nazi micromanager. Mm-hmm. You might also be thinking, I don't know how to communicate what I need or all the things that I do. Again, we'll take you through a process. 
you might also be thinking it's going to be too expensive and a waste of time to hire someone for something that I can do. Well, yes, you can do it. But as we mentioned, if you're doing everything, then there's a limit to your business success. So do you want your business to thrive and to be super successful and grow or do you want it to stay small? I'm sure the answer is that you want it to be super successful and grow. So let's take you through this process as to how to, I guess, brief this team member. So say, for example, you've decided that you need a virtual assistant, then write that down at the top of a piece of paper and then write down the specific tasks that you need them to execute. So let's use the example of Um, a weekly vlog email. So for example, we might film a video blog about a specific topic and we've written the blog and then we need that blog to go out into the cosmos. We need it to go into an email. We need it to formulate a few social media posts, for example. So writing down all the tasks that you're wanting that VA to do and then think about what skill set is required. Well, this person, they need strong copywriting skills if they're going to be creating content. They need proficiency in your software. So for example, for us, it would be active campaigns or WordPress, and they need the ability to format emails well and make things look pretty. So some form of graphic design skills. And then what part of the execution process do you actually want to control? So this is where you can think, okay, well, like for example, I am a graphic design Nazi. Like she is. It's crazy. I'll put a post up and then she takes it down to change one color. I used to do that more. Now I'm like somewhat trying to loosen the reins because I'm strapping myself into that task, which, you know, it's all a learning process. But the things that you want to control, maybe you want to create the email template. So say you're wanting to go into active campaigns or whatever email formatting system you have, you create the template, you make it look the way that you want to look. And then the v- the VA or the assistant, they're going to um, fill in the gaps in that template. Obviously for us, we're wanting to be in control of the content itself. So recording the content, and then we're wanting to create the initial content copy or copywriting. And then we give our virtual assistant a very raw draft of our our blog and then she makes it make sense and fixes up all the spelling areas and spices it up to make it sound awesome. The next thing that you need to consider is how often do you need this person? So is it a ad hoc type of relationship? Is it a weekly Is it monthly? So that needs to be clearly um, stipulated um, in in the brief. And when is the work due? So write down in in detail every Monday at 8 a.m., whatever whatever the um, due date would be and what format you need it in and how you're going to communicate as well. So what channel is it through email? Is it Voxer, Slack, etc.? And then also think about what you are willing to invest in a monetary sense. So say, for example, you're wanting um, some ad hoc um, VA work and you're willing to invest, say, 
$50 an hour for that person. Um, you need to think about that budget and, and have that written down. And I think the point that we're trying to make here is if you are bringing someone on board to delegate tasks to and you're protective about the essence of your business and what's being produced, their work will be as good as your brief. So as much detail as possible, as specific as possible, they need to know what they're doing and you need to know what you're doing. It is not, you're not going to get the result if you simply just call up a assistant and are like, oh, I need some help. It's like, with what? Like there's so many moving parts of your business. You need to be incredibly specific. Now, in terms of some action steps to take, I would recommend that whatever, as Andy mentioned before, whatever is the thing that is sapping your energy the most, that is like that task that you just dread every week, I would use that as the first piece of delegation and go from there. And then once you've delegated all those tasks, it then leaves you in your place of genius where you can do the work that lights you up and that creates impact in your community and in your business. We would recommend um, something called the hour of power, which is basically where you sit down for an hour a day with no distractions, or maybe it's an hour a week or whenever it might be based on your schedule, sit down with no distractions and you just do head down, bum up work on the tasks that are your tasks that are important, but not necessarily urgent. And that's how you're going to create the biggest impact and really quickly move your business forward in the best way, in our opinion. So to clarify, it's not getting to those emails that have just arrived in your inbox, etc. This is what you have mind mapped previously as your most important work that only you can do that is going to grow your business. And so turn off your notifications, turn off your phone, turn off um, any emails, et cetera, so that you can really concentrate and dedicate that time to that important work and even set a timer as well so that you're held accountable. Now for today's takeaways. Working on your business rather than in your business is a recipe for success. Delegate tasks that zap your energy and other people can do. Stay in your genius zone and strive to work on the 30% of tasks that only you can and want to do. Work produced by a team member will be as good as the brief that you give them. Be extremely clear about what you need. When you schedule your genius work, Try the hour of power to stay focused. But before you head off, are we connected on Instagram? We love answering your questions in our DMs. Search us at Hustle With Heart Podcast.